in a world few have dared to explore. Two men set out on an epic journey to answer life's manliest questions. From the Fortress of Smoothitude in Lawrence, Kansas, it's The Gentleman Podcast with Glenn Stansberry and Brian McKinney. Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast. I'm Brian McKinney. I'm sitting to the left to the uneasy Glenn Stansberry. I'm not uneasy. I'm cool as a cucumber. Is it? Or is it a facade, Glenn? No. Is it all just a clever facade? It's not. I'll show you a facade. <laughs> Glenn, uh, KU's about to play a little team called Michigan State. It's going to be a big game. Big time basketball game. Glenn's a big KU fan. Mm. Um, I'm not scared. He's not scared. He said, at least he's, that's what he says. He says, "My insides are quivering." <laughs> but uh, other than that, I feel fine. Mm. Speaking of uh, quivering insides, Glenn, uh, we are co-founders <laughs> of a site called Gentleman.com. Uh, Gentleman.com will set your insides on fire <laughs> if you visit the website. I I'm just calling it like I see it, Glenn. Uh, it is a. Um Volatile. It's a volatile, it's volatile a, place. It's a volatile place. Uh, it's where I get all my news. <laughs> current, current events. Yeah, current events. Um, jollies. Jollies, yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes me laugh. Makes me cry. Makes me hurl, uh, hurl yeah. sometimes. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff that gets posted. Yep. It's it's a good little site to visit. Mm-hmm. I, I visit it every day. I'm biased. I know, me too. But, I, again, I'm... I feel like we're unbiased. I mean, yeah, we created the site. That's true. But, I mean, it's still a really good site. I see other sites that I think, you know what? Yeah. I like Gentleman more. Like, yeah. Like, there's, there's this thing that, this site that people go to called Facebook. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Like, and there's, like, Twitter. Facebook I, makes you have, like, three different apps. Twitter doesn't even make sense. <laughs> Listen to the, yeah, they do. It's yeah. all, yeah, it's all, like, five different apps you have to download to use Facebook. Oh, you want to send somebody a message? Uh yeah, you gotta download the app. This, yeah. this app. Yeah. Oh, you want to look at a photo? Oh, you gotta download the app. <laughs> uh, and then like this thing called Twitter. What mm-hmm. a terrible name. Gentleman's way better than Twitter. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to brag, but I, you know, what is it like a bird watching site? I don't know. I'm confused by it. I don't understand it. I'm confused. Um, but anyway, Glenn, we should probably stop talking badly about these sites because I'm sure Mark Zuckerberg and whoever is in charge of Twitter now. Oh, I think it's Jack Dorsey now. Jack Dorsey's okay. probably going to hear this, and he's going to be upset with us. Sorry, Jack. Um, well, there goes the us, acquisition. Call us, <laughs> and we'll, we'll talk. Yeah. Um, anyway, Glenn. Twitter for men? Jeff. <laughs> we got some ideas. <laughs> um, but anyway, Glenn, uh, the point is, you should visit gentleman.com. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you have a... If your insides are burning from, from quivering... Mm-hmm. on the inside from from visiting gentleman.com one thing that you could also do is visit podcast.gentleman.com because there you can follow along with this episode you can uh, check out some beers that we've rated in the past mm-hmm. you can do all kinds of stuff it's basically like a uh, a new kind of platform mm-hmm. podcast.gentleman.com is it, it, first it was desktop computers then it was laptops then it was mobile phones and now it's podcast.gentleman.com it's a new it's a new world, um, and the, uh, the of course the the main thing that really we need for everyone to do everyone stop put push after I say this push stop on your 
player that you're listening to this podcast on. Your record player. And your record player or your eight track. Take the take the needle off. Or the eight track. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Mm-hmm. And write the gentleman podcast. Yes. Get out your favorite quill. Uh to the gentleman podcast at P.O. Box four four two three oh five Lawrence, Kansas, six six oh four four. We will take your letter, we will read it, we will talk about it on the air. On the air of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we will take it, we will put it up on our hall slash wall of fame, which is a very limited space, exceptional place to have a letter placed. Yes. Framed on the hall slash wall of fame, which we know and love is the wall of fame. Wall of fame. Um, and, uh, you know, we might uh, send something back to you mm. if you send something over to us. So anyway, send us a question for the gentleman mailbag. Send us your thoughts. Send us your criticisms. Send us, send us your love in a letter. You know, if you have a criticism, that means you care. That's right. If you take the time mm-hmm. to criticize us, that means you care. That's right. And a lot of people care about us, Brian. That's right. Lots of people. Lots of people care about and us. And we care back. Yeah. So Big love. Big, big love. <laughs> Absolutely. So who's Bill Pullman? <laughs> no. Bill Pullman? No. Check him out. Who are the, the HBO <laughs> series? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? No, I'm losing you, man. It's like a, it's like a show about polygamy. Oh. This is going to get cut, right? I hope so. <laughs> I don't... I'm confused by this. There's Bill Pullman, who's the president. Paxton. Bill Paxton yeah. is... Uh, he's in... He's the extreme. Uh, 7.7 out of 10. HBO. Is it still rolling? That's Yeah, that's Bill Paxton. The extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the extreme. I was not aware that I was. Anyway, we're getting into the we're getting into the woods here, Glenn. Yep. Uh, let's dig ourselves out of them and get back into the get back on the street. Get back into the mainstays. All right, main uh, streets. Do I get a mulligan? Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, sure. I'll take a mulligan for throwing out that reference. Anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, okay. So, uh, send us a letter of the gentleman podcast. You can also send us an email, uh, howdy at gentleman dot com, or at replies on Twitter or Facebook, or actually go to gentleman dot com. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can get in touch with us that way, too. If you're feeling saucy. That's right. Um, and I am, Glenn. Oh, on to the show. And now, <laughs> speaking of sauce, let's talk about the drink of the week. Okay. Uh, this is a... Okay, so I, I went over the store and I was trying to find something. You know, last year we we uh, we did a lot of Christmas sales. I think this is a new Boulevard Christmas beer that we didn't do last year. And uh, this is the Thanksgiving episode, technically. Uh, so... The, so we had. I, I felt like it was time. It was time to bust into the Christmas beers. I'm, you know, I, I'm excited about it. So I'm good. I'm, I'm good. I'm glad that yeah. you mm-hmm. that you made this decision, Brian. Was, I had to make an executive decision at the time. It was the best I could do with the information I had. That's all we can ask for. The thing is, there are so many Christmas slash seasonal brews out there. It's true. We're not going to get them all. It's true. In fact, we're, we're not going to get even close to it. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we're going to have to be judicious. Right. In picking these, so mm-hmm. I think you started off. I think you started the game off right. I feel good about this. I feel good about this. This is a Boulevard Snow and Tell. Clever oh, play on words oh. there. Um, and this is a wee heavy Scotch ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know anything about this beer. I've never had it, but we know that Boulevard is a pseudo local company. It was bought out a few years ago by somebody. Probably a German company. Probably a German, or probably a Belgian international yeah. company because the craft brewing thing mm-hmm. is taking off and all that stuff. But anyway, description of this beer is a perfect winter beer for curling up by the fireplace. 
This malt blanket features prominent toffee and caramel notes with just a hint of smoked malt. A subtle spiciness is provided by hopping with Magnum, Chinook, and Styrian <laughs> Goldings. I have no idea what any of that stuff means. I know what Chinook means. Let's hope that it adds up to a tasty beverage. Um, I have all the confidence in the world, Brian. This looks... It's a good, good brewery. Um... Uh, I've been seeing a lot of these uh, Scotch ales. That's a lot of Cheers. noise right there. Mmm. <laughs> Interesting. Ooh. Yeah. I was expecting it to hit me in the face. No. With the oak Asianness of it, but it's very—it's actually pretty smooth. Man. It's like good. complex. It's very complex and it's good. It makes me think of the motherland. Um, they prov- what I like about Boulevard is on their website they provide a lot of stats about their beer. Not only do they provide IBUs, alcohol, alcohol content, they also provide mm. original gravity, terminal gravity, color, CO2 in bottles and cans, and CO2 in kegs. I don't know what original gravity or terminal gravity is. It's like the it's the measurements that you take um, when you're brewing the beer. You t- you take these measurements and it basically uh, tells you how much alcohol at the start at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know why you would need that, but I we're don't not, know. But we're more of the everyday man. That's Every, right, everyday man, every man. Well, we take the scientific elements of the beer and we distill it down into a consumable. Right, and that's what makes our our, our mustache twist uh, rating scale so unique. Is that True. we have you know we know we're like the we're doing the yeoman's work. We're mm-hmm. we're just giving it a, 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 a uh, an every man's rating on You're a right. beer, and the, and the computer does all the hard work based mm-hmm. on a lot of you know thousands of other. Calculations Factors. and algorithms mm-hmm. and all this stuff. It's got a connection to the internet, so it can look all this stuff up. The yeah. Wikipedia entry about the beer, all the, right. yeah, all this right. stuff. There's right. a lot of factors that go into it, and we can't talk about them because it's a registered, uh, copyrighted, patent pending, patent pending algorithm. Mm-hmm. Okay, Glenn. Well, um, mm. what would uh, what what would you say Man. that your rating is on this beer? Now, I want to inform you that the uh, price on this was nine ninety nine, so it was. Higher than high. average. Mm-hmm. So and so, six point three percent alcohol. Yes. This is probably my favorite wee heavy that I've mm-hmm. had. I've had a few of the the wee heavy yeah. beers. The yeah, Scottish. me too. Um, I really like this. Yeah, I, this last good. week I had a Scottish ale that was. It wasn't like this. I mean, this is this is more complex, and like you can tell, there's like it's the the oak age part really adds a, like a layer of this is this is like um, richness. Yeah, uh, the wee heavy is much like an Oktoberfest in that it can go very wrong very quick. Yeah, I've had yeah. some wee heavies that are oh, they're brutal. Wee brutal. Yeah, yeah, and from good beer companies too. Right. Yeah, it's just it's it, I don't know what it is about it, but it's like syrupy and like yeah, it can harsh. be really bad. So this is I, I'm 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 excited about this because I I didn't know what to expect mm. when we got it, but I'm, I'm feeling Man, good. Yeah, that's that's a solid. Yeah. Okay, so. All right, it's a little bit pricey. I little really like pricey. this beer. I'm gonna. No. I mean, I know we've we've had a string of like highly rated beers. I'm um, gonna give this an 83. Yeah, 8.3. I'm I'm firmly on 8.5 on this. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I feel good about it. this. Is a this was a surprise. I was surprised. I didn't know what to expect coming into this. Um, 
Mm. I just kind of saw it at the store, and I thought, well, I know we didn't do this one last year, so we do it. So You know what I like about this beer, Brian? Mm. A lot of times you get smooth beers, and that's all they are. Yeah. They're, they're smooth, mm-hmm. and they just kinda, they're just kind of there. Right. This is smooth, but it's also like there's a lot going on, and... You know, it's interesting yeah. and yeah, and I, I'm actually really tired of Oktoberfest now because I've been yeah down on them yeah. for the last month. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I go to the store, I'm yeah. like, oh, it's Oktoberfest. I got it at the Oktoberfest. It's like Christmas music. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've got to stop with the Oktoberfest. So this is actually a very nice surprise. I'm, mm. I'm I'm surprised about this. Okay, Glenn. Well, let's um. So we know what we said you and I would rate it at, but let's find out what our third party empirical friend. The MTS computer will rate it at. That's right. Uh, let me type these facts into the uh, into the MTS computer, and we will find out what the official score uh, on the MTS scale is. So we said that the price was nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. The color is ninety one. The bitterness units is at twenty eight. The original gravity is fifteen point five. The terminal gravity is three point the alcohol by volume is 6.3%. All this comes in a... CO2 <laughs> bottles slash cans, 2.6 volumes. And in kegs, it's 2.55 volumes. So 0.5 volumes less in kegs. Just, you know, FYI. Okay. Um, all this stuff will be taken into account by the computer. Sure. While it's calculating this. And give us a couple seconds and we will have the official empirical rating for the Snow and Tell by Boulevard. Okay, it's uh, it's 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 rolling off the old uh, rolling off the old printer as we speak, Glenn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get, hear it a mile away. Let me get a hold of this thing. Uh, okay, I got it. <laughs> uh, and it's okay. It's an eight point four. Wow, actually, on the MTS scale. So, um, so anyway, the eight point four is what it is. That's pretty strong. Richly score. deserved. It's very deserved. Can't say I'm surprised. I might say it's a little bit underrated, but. I, I I would kind of I don't know I feel bad because I would say if you're if you're out there in the market for a good this is a good winter beer it is yeah it's not mm-hmm. it's not you know too stout it's not too I mean it is just solid I'm gonna oh. go I'm gonna go get a few more six packs of this mm-hmm. and um, mm. anyway okay Glenn well eight point four uh, what are the, the our friends over at beersnob.com have to say about this beer Glenn well well Brian let me tell you what they have to say about it absolutely nothing. <laughs> because there's no rating because they just I don't know I, they whiffed I, I, I wonder I wonder if there's a I wonder if things are going downhill for that for that company beer snob. I mean, they're slipping com. a little bit you know yeah could be there's no rating MTS is going around people are starting to hear there's a buzz behind it yeah beersnob.com is like well what do we got we got nothing they they really do have nothing it's true so we have no idea what they think which is mm-hmm. kind of what we go by anyway so right who cares um, what they think, Glenn? Because they're snobs. I don't. And we're not. So, anyway, 8.4. Great beer. Boulevard, congratulations. This is a good beer. Well done. I'm excited about this. Let's get one a new... Uh, you know, this isn't their Christmas... They have another Christmas one. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, Nutcracker. Yeah, Nutcracker. Exactly. Oil. And that's pretty good, too. I like yeah. that one a lot, too. But this this is a different thing that they've come up with, and, you know, it's, it's very solid. I think the difference is, is that a lot of times those Scotch Ales are like... Especially oak age ones, they're higher alcohol content, and mm-hmm. so they're just like, it's a yeah. force, right? You know, six point three. You know, it's on the higher side, but it's still still doable. pretty pretty. Yeah. Okay, Glenn. Let's get into some interesting posts from gentleman.com in the last week or so, two weeks or so. First up, we have uh, a post uh, from a guy who we all know and love. Well, he's actually kind of an a hole. Well, sometimes he is. 
yeah. Um, anyway, uh, some guy named Glenn posted something from a site called Boing Boing. Mm. Titled, What Happened to All the Star Trek Hair? Shatner didn't take all of it home, did he? <laughs> and it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, he did. Mm. Um, the, uh, the On Boing Boing, they have a, um, a memo... Uh, from 1968, Paramount producer Just, uh, Robert Justman. And the memo is addressed to Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek, everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, he's talking about something that's very crucial to the show. All the hair pieces. Right. A lot of the cast member wore hair pieces. I, which I was unaware of. I didn't know Shatner was wearing a rug during that show. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, it's a good rug. It's nice. I well, was he, impressed yeah. because I didn't know. Well, you know, they don't really have high def or black and white. I mean, it's all black and white so back then. So, uh, but it more. but it is nice. And in fact, these rugs were so nice that uh, William Shatner, according to the producer here, he, apparently Bill Shatner borrowed all four of his hair pieces when they finished uh, shooting, and uh, they're two new ones and two old ones. And the disturbing thing that this producer goes on to talk about is that they're going to have to buy new ones because Shatner. Does not go easy. He's going to use the heck out of them. He is. He's going to wear them out. Mm-hmm. And, and and the line here that we have to say is, is that, well, they're $100 a piece. This is a problem in 1968. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's $100 a piece. And he's saying, if we go another season, we're going to have to get all new hair pieces uh, because he'll he'll use them all. And to such extent, they will not be photographable. I guarantee it. This I guarantee, since it has happened to us before. <laughs> so apparently, he had... He had a he had a problem. He had an issue, and it was stealing the hair pieces. What does he do with them? Take them out to clubs. Yeah, I guess going so. out to clubs as Bill Shatner. You gotta you gotta have that the rug to go with it. I guess so. Um, they also the the memo also talks about a couple other Lieutenant Ahuros. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. Is that the the female character? The, she's the yeah. She's the the communication specialist. Oh, okay. On the series. Okay. Uh, but she also had a wig, and that went missing. And then there's another uh, nurse character on the show, and her wig also went missing. So apparently, it wasn't just Bill. Sh- I, I, look, I'm just, I don't want Will Shatner to hear this and and think that I'm singling him out about this. Apparently, he wasn't the only one stealing Ooh. wigs. We would never single out the Priceline negotiator. No, um. uh, he wasn't. He was the only one taking these wigs home and using them. Which I don't, I don't blame the cast. If I had a sweet wig that somebody custom built for me for a TV show, I would take it home too. You need four of them, Brian. Maybe four? depending on how many clubs I was going out to. That's true. Um, but anyway, I, the, the the great part about this uh, post is is the tone of the email or the tone of the tone of the letter. Yeah, uh, because it's very terse, very terse, and very he's very upset about the fact yeah. that Shatner keeps taking these. Freaking wigs home. Like, <laughs> why does he keep doing? He keeps taking these wigs, and you think about it's a TV show, and yeah, these it's like four hundred dollars worth of wigs or whatever. But yeah. do, is that their biggest concern? It's like uh, it's like that character in the James Bond series. You know, the guy who invents all the gadgets, and he's like, mm-hmm. "And please be careful, 007. Right, Exactly. You know, don't damage this pin. It yeah, is a and try to bring pin. it back in one piece. Yeah, right. Try to bring that rug back in one piece. Right. <laughs> He goes into detail about how he damages the rugs before he brings them back. I'm pissed off about it. Gene, uh, what are we going to do? Yeah. So anyway. Shatner's got all the wigs. Unfortunately, <laughs> no one really knows what happened. 
in the wake of this this memo. No uh, one knows. It looks like they just swept it under the rug. Ooh. Maybe they did. <laughs> we'll never know. I think that the answer to that is lost in history. Well, Lost in space. Sorry. I was looking at the next thing. Yes. Okay. It, yeah. Good, good, good segue. But anyway. So, all right. Well, which... What are we doing next? Well, um, Zombie Cat Bacon. Yes. Zombie Cat Bacon mm-hmm. has posted... Um, a link that is worth like five links, in my yeah. opinion, in terms of both mm-hmm. uh, quality and length of quantity. content. Yeah. yeah, quality and quantity. Um, but it's titled "Burt Reynolds Isn't Broke, But He's Got a Few Regrets." Yes, and it's a Vanity Fair. Yeah, and it's a Vanity Fair piece mm-hmm. about. Basically, it's all about Burt Reynolds. Okay, here's the thing. Burt Reynolds had this auction yep. about a year ago. We yep. talked about it on the podcast. Oh, yeah. we, we singled out items I, that we wanted. I was thinking about bidding on stuff. Oh, but yeah. I quickly got outbid for the things that I wanted to buy. Yeah. Um, but he sold off all these possessions on this online auction, and uh, he made $2.5 million off mm-hmm. it, which is awesome. But, uh, he, but, he, but, but it was like everything. It was like yeah. an old... Mastercard. He had. I mean, it's like right. literally everything he had. It seemed like it. Yeah, just the weirdest stuff. He's throwing away the kitchen sink, basically. Right. Uh, you know, the ashtray from my desk. Uh, yeah. In my pool room. You know. Right. right. Uh, anyway, the point is, there's all these rumors flying around that he's broke. He needed mm-hmm. the money really bad, so he had to sell off all of his possessions. Uh, and he, in, in this Vanity Fair article, he's promoting his new book, which is a memoir about his life. And he claims that, no, he wasn't broke. He just, he's an old man and he has all this stuff in his house and he needs a downsize. Mm-hmm. You know? So yeah. get rid of some stuff, make some money. He needs some money. What yeah. are you going to do? Anyway, the whole point of the article is that he, he discusses his uh, financial situation in depth. He discusses his the mistakes that he's made in, yeah. the, in his life since the 80s, basically. <laughs> basically, women. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a really interesting read. Uh, Burt Reynolds... You know, the, the the article talks about how in the early 80s, he was a nonstop, can't-miss box office draw. Right. And then in the kind of early late, 90s, late yeah. 80s, early yeah. 90s, he made a few bad decisions, and then that kind of led to his career going downhill. It's a classic Hollywood story of putting somebody else in charge of the money. Yep. He trusted a few people to, to make decisions yep. on his behalf. He had an ill-fated restaurant chain in yeah. Florida that... <laughs> Like two Sounded, of them, didn't they? Yeah, like two. They, they morphed. Like there was one chain. It, I can't remember what it was called, but it was a southern some southern, southern home cook, cooking, down home yeah. cooking restaurant chain. And then it morphed into something else, and then it completely failed and basically sucked up all his money. And then, oh, he, but the thing was, is that the the way the it was structured uh, legally. Yeah, he didn't he didn't form an LLC, so they they basically were able to come after all of his assets. Yeah, to. <laughs> Yeah, he, he basically just he made a lot of really bad decisions in the formation of his companies. He trusted other people. He did to do it, he did. and he and he'll, he even admits it's on his own fault for putting people in charge of his financial stuff that shouldn't have been in charge of it. Yeah, yeah. and trusting friends. They mentioned that he opened up the restaurant chain with another guy that was a good friend of his. Mm-hmm. They both put a lot of money in, but the other guy signed it as a corporation and he signed it as an individual i'm burt reynolds yeah exactly (laughs) i'm the bandit and then the other factor is the uh the marriages that he had to a couple different ladies but lonnie anderson in particular uh which was played out all over the tabloids and everything they had a lot of problems my favorite one of my favorite quotes in this article is that 
At one point, he was so ticked off at the National Enquirer about all the stuff he <laughs> yes. was posting that he took his helicopter that he owned, private, yeah. his private helicopter, he flew it over the National Enquirer's headquarters in Florida and dropped manure all over the building. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Which is pretty much Burt Reynolds, you know, that's what you'd expect for him. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the story, he, he talks about, you know, he's not broke, he's good, mm-hmm. he's going to sell his house, he's going to move to a condo, he's downsizing. That, that's the thing with, I mean, he, he amassed millions, tens of millions, I, maybe yeah. close, did he, 100, I can't remember. He said that at, at his high point in his career, he was making $10 million a, re, a year. Yes. So he's, and he was, just, he was just letting it loose. I mean, yeah. he was just mm-hmm. spinning it everywhere, didn't, didn't really think about it. Well, when he we started having these flops, we started having these you know failed businesses, right? And you know, he was it was starting to look kind of grim for him. Um, he was only pulling in six figures a year at that point, like mid- terrible. Yeah, it's, can you it would, imagine? It would be awful. Oh my god! <laughs> and so it was really, but but so he always had this property called Valhalla, right? Which was this massive estate in, in Florida, Florida somewhere. It's like. Mm-hmm. A stone's throw from where he grew up, basically, mm-hmm. and he's always yeah. kind of lived in this, this Southern Florida. Or, yeah, I, I don't I know so. where in Florida, but right. anyway, really interesting read. Um, he a lot of quotable moments, but of course, it's Burt Reynolds. Right, you expect him to be quotable. He is. Yeah, well, and it, and the, the interviewer says, you know, and he dressed every day. He dressed like like Burt Reynolds, like the Bandit Baby. You know, it was August in yep. South Florida, and he was wearing a black, yeah, you know, Western tuxedo, basically. Man. Uh, man, I wish I would have gotten some artifacts from his. That would have been cool. But they had some jackets. Yeah, they were all super overpriced as soon as you went from go. But um, at the very end of the article, Glenn, I want to I want to finish this, sum it up in one sentence. And the interviewer asked Burt Reynolds about his greatest regret, and he said, "I would have spent more money, and I would have had a lot more fun." <laughs> so he didn't really learn anything. No. No. Oh, okay. No, but. Uh, no, it's an interesting article. You should, I, I will link it up over to podcast.gentleman.com. Uh, As we do all the articles. Uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, one other thing about this is that he did, he, he said that, you know, I think that that, his greatest regret thing mm-hmm. is really just kind of a, a, a facade. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, because he talks about Sally Field, and he sounds, it, it sounds like he genuinely says that that was his true love of his life. She was the one that got away. And he let her, let her slip away, and he'll always regret it, which is pretty surprising and candid of Burt Reynolds to admit. Um, he He's he's dating somebody right now. He, you Local know, gal. Known as a womanizer, you know, but he, th- there's always that one that got away. Yep. And Sally Fields is that for him. So, I wouldn't have guessed that. I, I I could see it. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah, it sounded he, he paid no favors to Loni Anderson in the uh, well. The you know, she sounded like it's a piece ongoing of work. <laughs> ongoing lawsuit, and she sounded like she had an appetite for destruction. I mean, and and, and destruction. I mean, financial destruction. Yeah, like she couldn't wear a ten thousand dollar dress twice. Right. It, she needed new. T- she needed to dress like a movie star because she was one, right? And guess who was writing the check for those ten thousand dollar gowns? Right, wasn't her. I remember was the only th- basically the only thing she was. I mean, so WKRP is WKRP that, in Cincinnati. That's the that's the only thing, right? Uh, they, they were. She was in a couple of movies in the early eighties. Okay, and, but then since then, uh, I think she's that's basically the, like uh, that generation's Pam Anderson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. Burt Reynolds is Burt Reynolds, right? I mean, that doesn't go away. Nope. 
but anyway. Well, anyway, Glenn. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to some. We, we have a warning for our listeners now. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a pretty serious topic. Graphic content. We're gonna get into. We're gonna get into some pretty heady territory right here. Mm. Um, Glenn, this is a post from our good buddy Nicholas, who mm-hmm. always posts great stuff. He's 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 always on top of the community, expecting greatness yeah, from people that post does. stuff. Expects greatness. He's like a coach of the gentleman community. <laughs> he's like Bill Self. He's like <laughs> Bill Self. That's right. Come on. You, get out of here. Yeah. You, in. Yeah. Go. More. Anyway, point is, this is called uh, Rise of LSD Could Make Prog Rock Popular Again, Warns Expert. And this is from a little site called The Evening Herald. And uh, I don't know much about The Evening Herald, but it looks like a completely legitimate newspaper. Uh, you know, this it seems completely legit in every way. Uh, the Evening Herald, I thought it was Goning Herald. I guess if I look at the URL... No, the, yeah, it's the it's Evening Herald. The old-timey so, fonts there. Let me just... Uh, yeah, let's just assume... Uh, suspend your disbelief and yep. assume that this is a real... The point is... It starts out by saying, An expert who personally survived a Yes album has warned that LSD is a gateway to progressive rock. <laughs> You'd be better off leaving for a few days than listening to a progressive rock album... And perhaps listening to some Justin Bieber, mm-hmm. because if you don't, you might end up trapped in a 20-minute flute solo, Glenn. And this is an important warning that, you know, with this unfortunate apparent rise in LSD usage, <coughs> friends should l- be recognized. Friends will let friends listen to prog rock. It's true. Uh, this is a dangerous business, Glenn. You could, uh, like you said, find yourself in a 20-minute flute solo. That would be bad. Um, you know, prog rock is uh, it's an unfortunate it's an unfortunate musical uh, genre sometimes. Now, I will I will take issue with, uh, you know, I like Rush. Yeah. Rush is a good band. And uh, I... Does Rush know, fall in that category? Yeah, they're progressive rock. Okay. But some, I mean... I'm yeah. thinking more like, like more contemporary, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, isn't that the issue? Well, who knows? Well, I guess it goes... Yes. Oh, that's true. Band, yes. That's true. Which, you know... They've got a they've got a picture of one of Yes's albums and it hey, says wait. no no no. Hang on, are we throwing Jethro Tull? I mean, twenty minute flute solo. All this is like I play flute all day long. No, that's not progressive rock. That's I know. I'm just rock. saying. I'm just saying it's rock and it's a twenty minute flute solo. I, I listen to Jethro Tull doing twenty minute flute solo. Yeah, standing on one leg. Yeah, exactly. Um, but anyway, this this Doctor Bob Wyatt. This could lead to an interest in albums. On which considerably more time has been spent on the cover art than on the music, so this this is a true scourge that could this 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 is a real danger to people out there. The interesting thing about this article is that it has been shared over ten thousand times. Yeah, I, I don't know. This just these are the things I think about. I think that I think that people are concerned about their friends. They're concerned about you know on Facebook. <laughs> these are concerned citizens. Yeah, you have share to, this if you have a friend. Exactly, if you have friends, share this with them to protect them from progressive. It's rock. like the modern day health pamphlet, like you know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, here, give this to Bobby. If, if you're going to do LSD, yeah, watch out for progressive rock because it could coincide with the two things and flute solos. It's true. Uh, anyway, Glenn, nice little post from our good buddy Nicholas. Uh, ha ha! It's just a joke. Progressive rock. If you're a fan of progressive rock, you're used to the jokes, right? Yeah. <laughs> I ba- kid. I kid. There's a lot of bad 
classic rock bands. There's a lot of bad yep. metal bands. There's a lot of bad... A lot of bad current bands. Yeah, exactly. How dare we make fun of progressive rock? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's time for the Gentleman Toast, Glenn. Mm. This week. Uh, and uh, this, this is a great toast. I love this toast because we spend too much time talking about actors, famous people, musicians, people in the limelight that are making brave choices and doing cool stuff right and this is all about a regular guy and girl out there and a really cool decision that they made uh this was posted on to gentlemen by our good buddy razorback and it's called dad helps daughter in wheelchair march with school bandmates Mm -hmm. um and the gist of the story is that uh kevin houston and his daughter eva houston his daughter has cerebral palsy and uh, she's confined to a wheelchair, unfortunately, which is terrible. Um, but she she had been playing trumpet in the school band, and she wanted to, when they go out and march for football games, she wanted to be a part of that. And so uh, the Kevin emailed the the band instructor and asked if there was any way that that she she could participate more in in the actual activity of marching and all that stuff. And he said, yeah, if she if somebody can push her out there in a wheelchair then then absolutely and uh he he basically said well you know i'll do it you know i'll 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 take her out there uh and it's a great little story and he uh he takes her out there for every home football game he marches with her out on the field and she plays and uh it's pretty cool he said that the first time that he took her off the field after they had been out there that she looked at him with a huge smile and said that was so much fun you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway, and he, so he talks about, well, you know, what, what dad couldn't take his daughter out there. But the funny thing is, you think that, oh, he's just doing this for her and all this stuff. Right. But it talks about in the article about how he actually was in band when he was in high school. Oh. And uh, he gets a lot of enjoyment himself out of going back out there again and, and experiencing that all over again, you know. And he works at, apparently he works at an insurance company doing IT work. So it's just, he said every, I think it's like every three or four days a week at four o'clock, he drives over to her high school and then takes her out for practice. And then the games on Saturday, he's out there with her on the field. Um, but it also talks about how he's, he's gotten to know her friends from being there at practice with her and actually helping her out with the school activity has been a really good bonding experience for him. So, and how, how cool is it that he, he has no problem going out there, taking his daughter out to, to be in the band? I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, some dads would probably bristle at that that idea. But also the fact that he's just talking about how he enjoys it and yeah. takes joy in his daughter's... He's a good sport. Yeah, and he takes joy in his daughter's happiness from it. Right. And uh, so anyway. Yeah, the other thing, too, I think is worth noting is that it probably takes quite a bit on her part, too, be yeah. able to feel you know feel comfortable enough to well, a, be out dad, there yeah. in a wheelchair and to yeah. have your dad. Right. Can you think of, the, like... Right. Yeah. You know, when you're in high school, the last thing you want is a parent next <laughs> right. to you. Exactly. But he sounds like a, a good dude. Yeah. And so that helps. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Great yeah. story. Yeah, it's a good story. So anyway, yeah. So Kevin and Eva Houston. I can't remember what city they're in. They're in, um, they're in Westside West High School's marching band in Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha. So just oh. a ways up the road from us. It's good people in Omaha. Well, apparently... So anyway, a toast to uh, Kevin Houston and Eva. To the Houstons. Well done. 
Okay, Glenn. Uh, well, it's it's time for the um... hot button topic. topic. Uh, and this week, Glenn, um, there is something earth-shattering mm-hmm. that happened. Is it last week? Last week. Yeah. This is... Spilled over. Absolutely crazy. I mean, I don't even... This is the most no-brainer hot-button topic I think we've ever had. Easy. Uh, it's so controversial. People are in uproar over this. I'm just going to get right to it. Okay. Starbucks released their yes. Christmas cups and they're red and nothing else with the starbucks logo with the starbucks logo which is green which is green but these are supposed to be christmas cups and there's no decorations on them uh did they say they were christmas cups i'm sorry look i'm just saying they're They're supposed to be christmas it's christmas time (laughs) so the entire world jumped into an uproar over this travesty did the entire world jump up in an uproar? Or did the entire world? If you if you read the newspapers and mm-hmm. the media outlets and gentlemen dot com, you will know that the world is topsy turvy over this whole thing. Well, I will give you that the world is topsy turvy over it. I believe this was probably a case of ten people, some ten crazies somewhere decided this is. This is a problem that Starbucks mm. didn't have a Christmas tree on there or didn't have a, right. you know, whatever. It didn't say Merry Christmas or... Right. Um, yeah, I really... I, uh, if I'm going to be if I'm gonna be 100%, you know, honest and transparent here, I, I really... It never crossed my mind once. Um, I don't give two flying... Beeps! Beeps about... <laughs> How Starbucks decorates their Christmas yeah. cups. It means literally nothing. The, the, the hilarious thing is when you when, so the store that is uh, near our office, mm-hmm. uh, you we we basically have to trip over Christmas ornaments and Christmas right. tree stuff and right. all sorts of Christmas things that the city puts up. Well, I mean inside the store. Oh right. You know, oh, like, yeah, 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 it's yeah. so full yeah. of all the There's Christmas advent crap. calendars. Oh yeah, and, like, all the Christmas stuff. stuff everywhere. Yeah, but on the cups. But on the cups, they're this, not trying to. This is yeah. this is a problem. They they you know, well thought out by Starbucks. It causes huge controversy. And I was, I was interesting, like reading this article. It was basically a PR breakdown of what happens when you do something controversial and the right and wrong way to handle it. And they were saying that they're advocating that Starbucks handled it the right way. And that was, you know, simply, you know, I took PR classes when I was in college and it was the, the, the stuff, the obvious stuff that you think of, which is react to it immediately, explain yourself honestly and call it a day basically. And that's what Starbucks did. They said, we were expecting that people would get the festive feel from the red color and then kind of, that would be the Christmassy part of it. And then, you know, you, you would it put your own imagery to it as appropriate for yourself or whatever uh this is I, the fact that they have to come out with a press release about it after they <laughs> after they designed the cup that way i mean i i i hope that someday gentleman's big enough to cause a controversy oh like man this. that'd be awesome like we don't decorate our our site for christmas one year or something and yeah uh, then we're we don't have a Christmas app. Everybody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, 
<clears throat> how we got the uh, the uh, well, aside from it being everywhere in the news, but one one uh, gentleman member, Mark Blemish, posted an awesome tack that right. titled "Lord Have Mercy," mm-hmm. and went on about how you know he basically says everybody should just go watch this song to make themselves feel better, and it's a music video, um, a Kinks music video, hmm. um, but. And in, in suit was like fifteen comments from right. from other people in the community talking about how ridiculous it is. And I think I think the thing is is that I really do think this is like ten people somewhere got upset. And you know how it yeah. is with social media. Well, yeah. And then people reacted to those things, right. and that's where the thing came. Is like you know these ten people, these hundred people got upset, and and then. 10 million people got upset at those stupid 10 people. Who, who <laughs> is upset because there's not a reindeer on I don't, the I don't know. Starbucks cup. I mean, it's not like they have to do that. It's, no. It's their cup. They're a private business. If you don't like it, don't buy their coffee. Right. I mean, it's called voting with your dollars. Right. Or something. Well, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I just don't pay attention. I don't care. It's not going to ruin my Christmas if Starbucks... Puts Merry Christmas on there, or no. doesn't, or puts a steaming pile of poo on their that uh, could, on their cup. Oh, okay, not in, not in. That would ruin. That would that would, that would be a bad Christmas. That would be a, like a. I would have a blue national lampoon <laughs> if that were the case. But um, but no, I uh, what what's printed on the cup label? I don't think it matters. Not to me. Well, to some people it does. It, 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 oh, it, oh, yeah, yeah, it matters. It does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, did we did we get it solved, Brian? I think we did. I think that people yeah, need to chill agree. out. I think we agree that yeah. people need to chill and enjoy Christmas in your own way. Yep. Which is, regardless of what Starbucks puts on your cup, you can express yourself and enjoy Christmas in whatever way that you feel that you should. And if your Christmas cheer is dependent on a corporation's cup packaging... Right. we got problems. you got a problem. Yeah. If you're making videos about some corporation's cup packaging, we got problems. I went to Starbucks and I saw... Yeah. Well, and and it's it's also really weird that Starbucks is taking all this guff, like you said, because they they sell so much Christmas stuff there. They've got the Christmas albums. They've got the Christmas ornaments. Yeah. They've got Christmas mugs. They've got Christmas... You know, coffee machines that they're trying to sell you. It's not Hanukkah, Hanukkah mugs. No, it's not. It's come on, like buy some stuff for us. <laughs> you know, good gifts here. Yeah, yeah. Some good gifts. Buy some gifts. Christmas, but we're not Christmas. Gonna put Christmas, the... uh, perfect for the twenty fifth. Exactly of some month. Exactly right. Uh, maybe this one. Mm. Yeah, I don't know, Glenn. Yeah. I, it's I. Hey, as a corporation, when you're a big corporation like that, you gotta you gotta sell stuff on Christmas. Oh yeah, I mean, you know. I mean, we're gonna have to do that. that that's right. We're gonna have to. Gentlemen's sell. gonna have to. We gotta sell, sell, sell. This is a year of sales. Year end event. We're gonna. Yeah, we're gonna have a Black Friday sale. Uh, Black Monday. Know, Black Monday. Uh, the Gentleman Day, which is gonna be our proprietary holiday. Gentleman Day. Yes. Two weeks before Christmas. Oh yeah. It's gonna be a crazy sale of gentleman that's stuff. Right. Uh, gentleman Prime Day. Gentleman Prime Day. Which is in the summer, mm-hmm. but it's well, it's like Gentleman Prime Week, mm-hmm. really, like every day of a week where you go and buy stuff. Really good discounts, though. Brian, we got Black Friday coming up. That's true. Or has it already happened? I'm so confused anymore. 
it's uh, it's a long time. It's 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 growing in size. It's expanding. It's like the universe. It's expanding. I guess. Mm-hmm. And we, we got to jump on board. We got to. That's right. We got to hitch our behind. Hitch our horses to the wagon. Get on that. Mm-hmm. Get some of that Black Friday juice. <laughs> Whatever that is. <laughs> Pretty sure that was a popular song back in the nineties. Uh, anyway. Okay, Glenn. Well, we, now we know what we need to do. That's right. We need to make cups that yeah. have Merry Christmas on them, and we need to start our Black Friday sale now, right away. Yeah. Let's get a jump on these big retailers like Amazon, you know, Walmart, mm-hmm. Target. Let's say, like, we're going to do Black Friday this Friday, two weeks ahead of time. Next Black Friday. Exactly. Tell your friends. <laughs> well, we'll see. We're going to work on that. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll have to go to the lab and check it out. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Glenn. Okay, well, we wrapped it. We, we got it. We got it figured We got it out. done. Okay. That was controversial. We got it sorted out. <sighs> Starbucks should call us. We've got it all figured out for them. If you need a new PR team, just take a, just take a page from our we book. We got here. it. We got you it. You know what isn't controversial and doesn't need to be revisited is the scale, or I'm sorry, is the score that we gave the Snow and Tell. Oh, it's so good. Boulevard beer. So good. Sometimes when you go from, like, to start... Start of the episode, mm-hmm. the end of the episode. Yep, wears on you. But this I is, s- I swear, sometimes really also like we'll have beers. You crack one open, it's really good, and then the next one because it's been sitting out for a little while, it's a little warmer. You mm. you open it up, it's just like oh yeah, this is just as good. Yeah, I mean it's it's solid. What a great beer! I made a good choice. You, you know? did. What can I say? Can Two I in say? a row we've got there. Uh, okay, Lynn. Well, it's time for the final segment of episode seventy six. It's mm. the episode, or it's the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Uh, and this week, Glenn, uh, we've got this, uh, Thanksgiving is upon us and mm-hmm. it's Christmas. It's the holiday season. The holiday beers are out. The holiday decorations are out. And the question is, you know, in the entirety of the holiday season, mm. what is the best part of it? What's the best part about this time of year, Glenn? That's hard. That's a hard thing, it's especially when open. you lump Thanksgiving and Christmas together. Yeah. Because I have things that I love about both of those mm-hmm. holidays. Yeah, pumpkin pie. It's hard to beat. Apple it is. pie, yep. even harder to beat. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of wonderful things. I love Starbucks cups. Yeah, they're really, really awesome. Festive, uh, very festive. I like the and red, wide open. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know what they mean, but the, boy, I like yeah, them. It's true. Uh, no, I uh, I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. It's really, it is really, really hard for me the to pin down one thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But and it, and this is kind of a man. Don't cop out on me, man. Well, don't okay. cop out on me. It, it, it's not entirely a Christmas or holiday thing, mm. but when it happens, it, to me, it kind of signifies oh. the holidays, and that's the first like snow. Okay, I yeah. don't know if we'll get one before you know. In, in our Christmas. on our neck right. of the woods, we typically get it. We might get a snow. Yeah, before Christmas. Before Christmas. Yeah, um, it's been pretty so, mild thus yeah, far, and it has. so. Yeah. Um, it hasn't happened, but I just love that. I love mm-hmm. snow. I love the change from fall to winter. I just, it's just, and then once it gets winter and like rages on for a while, then I'm okay. I don't yeah. really need any more winter. But towards the end of January, when oh, it starts to get like February cold, is just awful. Yeah. That's, but, but that's when it starts to, yeah. November, December, all mm-hmm. basically up to the new year. It's pretty awesome, it I is. feel like. And yeah. then. Starts wearing a little bit, but I love that first snow. That's mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing. Right. Um, a few years ago, I want to say maybe three or four years ago, I'm, it was either 
uh, it was either Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. We had a lot of snow. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. It's probably... It's been a while. Four years ago? Yeah, something like that. It snowed on Christmas or... It actually might have been five years ago. But yeah. anyway, snowed a ton on Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was like my best Christmas ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was outside like shoveling everybody's walk. Yeah. Know, like, it was yeah, great. Had, yeah. Snow is... Yeah, that's a... That's a very Christmassy mm, part mm-hmm. of stuff. That I like, the last couple of years has been kind of mild. We haven't had that much of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like four or five years ago, we had a bunch of like super heavy snows. Yeah, and that was actually kind of cool. Yeah, we had some some snow days. Oh man, we took um, which was cool. Uh, mine would be I'm I'm going to focus on something I can control. Okay, I can't, fo- I can't control can't the control snow. The I'm going to hope for a good snow. Right. There, I, I, I'm with you, man. That's that's a good choice. You can't control I, what color cup I, Starbucks gives you. No, I can't. I can't. Well, not now, but maybe someday in the future. That's I'll be true. Able to say like, hey, shareholder, gentleman says no. <laughs> we can't do that. Um, but I'm looking forward to this year. I'm talking about this holiday season. I'm looking forward to decorating for Christmas. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I so Laura's taking a trip. To New York. <laughs> Next week, before Thanksgiving. She's coming back on Thanksgiving. And I told her, uh, I was joking with her, and I was like, I'm going to, you know, decorate the house for Christmas while you're gone. And she was like, yeah, you should. That would be good. You know, like, so she's like giving me the, oh, you know, that's cool. I, it's no, it's a big deal. Like, I, you know, you should go for it, right? Little does so she like, know. Yeah. So she doesn't know she's going to come back. And it's gonna be the Griswolds' house from Christmas vacation. That's what I'm talking about. Back. I'm gonna I'm gonna spend like three days going to Home Depot with candy cane lights and all kinds of stuff. And when she comes back from her trip, it's gonna be oh man, the most lit up crazy house on the street. And uh, that's it's gonna good. be awesome. So that's- I'm excited about it. And I think that this is this is a solid tradition that I'm going to start from henceforward. Oh, Brian. Decorating the week of Thanksgiving for Christmas. And, uh, and uh, just going to have a, you know, I think when you're going to decorate for something, much like the Halloween thing, you got to go all the way. Take it to the extreme. To the extreme. All the way and really enjoy the heck out of that. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I grew up lacking that that decorating for Christmas and Halloween thing or whatever. But I just enjoy it. Really, I, enjoy, I really like decorating for Halloween and Christmas. Hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. You got Clark, Clark Griswold in you. I got. I, yeah. Exactly. I got a, a little bit of Clark in me because I just. I really. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited about it. I'm already plotting it out in my mind how I'm going to get up on my roof and hang all these lights and plug them in and all these things. So, anyway, I'm excited about it. That's, maybe I'll, maybe that's I'll what I'm really hand. excited about. I might need it. You, um, Yeah. I feel like I'm going to need somebody with a rope to, you know. Yeah. It's like the Mount like, Everest <laughs> yeah, thing where I'm going to need, yeah. like, I'm going to have to, like, <laughs> shimmy down my, the side of my house over here and it's like a 40-foot drop. <laughs> I, I probably need somebody just to like make sure that I don't, don't die. die when I'm doing this. But uh, but anyway. the house looks great. But yeah, uh, look, if something happens to me, then they'll still have the Glenn, decorations. It's on you. Exactly. You yeah. got to decorate. Right. So uh, so anyway. Uh, but cool. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. 
Another another thing that I love that I thought I'd just throw in there that was a close, close, close second. Right. And can be in junction, conju- uh, conjunction with the first snow is the holiday movies. Yeah. I love Christmas movies. Love holiday mm-hmm. movies. The old ones, the new ones. I love yeah. them all. Right. I, I don't know why. Wait. We should put, yeah, we should put our list of picks for holiday Ooh. movies. That Gentlemen. Recommended holiday movies this this. This holiday season, mm-hmm. I've got a lot of them. I, I I'm a big I'm a big movie guy. So and yeah, I got to so. ask you because this is this seems to be a bone of contention between. I have another friend. Oh, if you can believe that. No, I can't. I feel like I'm. I have one, one other friend. Like I'm all, right? all that you need. And, well, you are, <laughs> but I can't be tied down. <laughs> Wild stallions and all that. All right. Anyway, so. <laughs> Um, this other friend of mine, yes, who were remain nameless because I don't want to incriminate. <laughs> um, okay, so there's two movies that came out right about the same time. Mm. Okay, okay, uh, two holiday movies and they're old school. Mm. Right, mm-hmm. we have White Christmas mm. and we have uh, Holiday Inn. Oh well, they were. Several years apart, but yeah, okay. But, but, but I'm saying yeah, same yeah, time, yeah. Frame. time frame. Yeah, it seems like. But what it seems like is you either like White Christmas or you like Holiday. Or you Inn. like Holiday Inn. There's a clear winner. Yeah, I gotta ask you, Brian. What are you? White Christmas or Holiday Inn? Yeah, you Fred Astaire or are you? Uh... See, they both have. I'm a. I think I'm a Holiday Inn guy. I knew it. I yeah. knew I could count on you, Brian. I think I'm a Holiday Inn. I knew Inn I guy. could count on you. Yeah, that's the one, man. That's the one. <sighs> Holiday yeah. Inn is so good. It's really good. Yeah, White Christmas is kind of like a a weird follow up to the whole thing. And yeah, okay, it's just, good. I I don't know. It's it's odd. Okay. Uh, yeah. Maybe maybe it was just my one friend, right? My yeah. other my other one friend. He's the only person in the world who agrees mm-hmm. or disagrees. But he likes uh, White he likes, Christmas. He guy? likes White Christmas oh. more than Holiday. Inn. See, that's unfortunate. I, I don't know if I would call him one of my best friends. If that was the case. <laughs> Can't trust a guy who's all white Christmas. I know. <laughs> anyway, okay. If you have any comments on uh, White Christmas right. versus Holiday, Holiday Inn, maybe we find out a way to ask the gentleman community this. Yeah, we should. I don't want to resort to Facebook because not everybody's there. Yeah, but but but, but maybe on the site we can maybe figure we could. out a way to start a dialogue about Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it sounds good, Glenn. Okay. Well. All right. Well, we've we've covered our, our favorite part of the holiday season. We're gonna revisit this some more because we've got a couple more episodes before Christmas. Um. So we'll we'll get back to it. We're we're gonna keep pounding this home. We're gonna find the true spirit of Christmas this holiday season. Yeah. And you can find that true spirit by keep listening to the Gentleman Podcast <laughs> every two weeks. That's right. Tune in. And we'll we'll get into this. Come the holiday That's you. <laughs> yeah, <there> you <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, Glenn. Okay, that was episode seventy six. Um, that's the Thanksgiving episode. I'm looking forward to episode seventy seven, which will be two weeks before Christmas. Oh my Three gosh. weeks before Christmas. So that'll be a, it's coming right up. Just a little Full bit of effect. Time. Yeah. So anyway, Glenn, I I so looking forward to the holiday season. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna have my house all decked out. Yeah, you are. Don't tell Laura. Don't tell. It's a secret. It's going to be a, a surprise. Um, but anyway, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. 76. 
He's in the, done. In the bag. We're moving on to 77. Yep. That's what I'm looking forward to. Mm-hmm. After Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. full on Christmas. That's right. No Black Friday. Friday. Gentleman Friday. <laughs> Sounds wrong. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, anyway, point is, that'll get it out of um, <laughs> Anyway, Glenn, I am Brian McKinney. I'm Glenn Sansbury. Uh, we will see you guys in two weeks for episode 77. Seven. Seven? 77. 77? Yeah, 77. Drive safe. Drive safe. Good night. <laughs>